when I was a rookie cop, I had to buy my own body armor. So I bought it used, and I was happy to have it. No, it didn't have bullet holes in it, but it did have a rather unpleasant smell. Gaston Glock created perfection when he made the Glock pistol, not because it works any better than any other quality handgun, but because he learned how to make it cheaper than anyone else. Equipment that officers wear, carry, and use are usually based on one important thing. Lowest government bidder. It's time to start telling our own stories. I'm Steve Kellums, and welcome to Blue Canary. All the small things we tend to take for granted. People look at the uniforms police wear and just assume that the department purchased everything for them. Uniform shirts and pants, gun belt, handcuffs, gun, magazines, ammunition, radio, badge. The list goes on and on. All those small things add up. Some departments have the resources and budget to purchase everything for their officers. When you get hired, it's almost like Christmas Day with packages just waiting to be opened. Generally, the new officer will get three pair of pants, three short sleeve shirts, three long sleeve shirts, body armor, boots, a winter jacket, a rain jacket, a lightweight jacket, numerous pins and buttons for the uniform shirt, a gun belt, handcuffs with a cuff case, a holster, a gun, magazines for the gun and magazine holders, pepper spray and pepper spray holster, baton, flashlight, radio holder and radio. Those things add up quickly, and before you know it, you spend over 5000 bucks just on what the officer will wear. Those of you working at a department that is well-funded need to be very thankful for that because many places don't provide all the necessary equipment for their officers. In fact, many cops end up paying out-of-pocket for necessary survival gear. The first ugly truth most officers learn is that everything they're issued is used, from uniform pants and shirts to guns and everything in between. If a department can get away with reissuing an item, they do it. Christmas Day takes a rough turn when the gun you've been issued has rust down the side of it, and the flashlight they gave you only works when you bang it against your leg. By the time you hit the streets and realize that your life depends on your equipment working, you start saving up to buy your own stuff. Shouldn't a department be responsible for the equipment needs of its employees? Shouldn't a department care that their officers are going to work with defective equipment? Sure, but don't forget the most important factor in government purchasing. Lowest government bidder. We've already talked at length about police funding, or the lack thereof in this podcast. Remember that 90% of police budgets are in staffing, which leaves only 10% for everything else. That includes equipment. When departments have to purchase equipment for employees, especially wear items like clothing, guns, and radios, they run out of money very quickly. In order to offset this, they reuse, or in some cases, don't even provide it at all. Many small agencies across the country don't provide the basic equipment to their officers. Officers have to provide, with their own money, everything from uniforms to pistols. On the Honolulu, Hawaii Police Department, officers have to provide their own police cars. Seriously, HPD policy says an officer who accepts an assignment or transfer from a non-motorized position to a motorized position or police executive position shall purchase a vehicle that meets the standards of the department. An officer who accepts an assignment or transfer from a non-motorized position to a motorized position or police executive position for which an automobile allowance is prescribed shall be responsible for the maintenance of the subsidized vehicle. And finally, an officer who is unable to maintain a police-subsidized vehicle shall be subject to reassignment or transfer to a non-motorized position. Thankfully, most officers don't have to pay for their own police car. 
But having to buy up to five grand worth of clothing and equipment just to show up to work is a bit much. So officers end up purchasing substandard items because that's all they can afford. Or in my case, used body armor. I was lucky enough to work at a department that tried very hard to provide all the necessary equipment for the officers. But even then, there were several items that were reissued. Guns, gas masks, batons, and riot gear were always recycled for the next officer's use. The problems of officers not being issued all the necessary safety equipment became evident in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic. During the early days of the pandemic, PPE, or personal protective equipment, became a hot topic for the media and government officials. Discussions of not having enough PPE and what should or shouldn't be used dominated the news. As cops, the idea of PPE had always been on our minds, but that was typically as far as it got. First of all, the departments didn't provide any PPE. Masks were unheard of prior to COVID-19, and we borrowed rubber gloves from the ambulance service. Some officers had taken to wearing leather gloves, but the goal of those were to protect against needle punctures while doing pat-downs of suspects. Any protection against bodily fluids was a bonus. Officers typically respond to urgent situations that allow for little or no time to plan for proper PPE. The unknown disturbance or suspicious person call is one of the most common calls police go on, and by the time you realize you need PPE, it's far too late. One of the hardest-hit occupations during the pandemic were cops. The Officer Down Memorial Page, a nonprofit organization dedicated to honoring fallen law enforcement officers in the U.S., reported 240 police officers died of COVID-19 contracted on the job in 2020. Departments not providing the proper equipment and leaving it up to the officers to fend for themselves was part of the problem. Blue Canary is here to help you tell your stories, and I couldn't do that without the help of some very generous sponsors. Let's take a quick break to hear from one. Help your team rise to increasing expectations with Agency 360's cloud-based software. Whether it is for the training of new employees or annual performance evaluations, Agency 360 can help trainers and supervisors streamline documentation, create consistency, and communicate clearly. Help retention by setting the tone and culture early with Agency 360. Learn more at agency360.com. That's A-G-E-N-C-Y. 360.com. One area that officers and departments alike used to help equip employees with the necessary items to do the job was the DRMO program. DRMO stands for Defense Reutilization Marketing Office. When the United States military wanted to get rid of something, they sent it to the DRMO. Military units that had broken or defective equipment or were issued too many of an item or maybe just didn't need it anymore shipped those items to the DRMO for them to dispose of. These items included everything from air conditioners and uniforms to vehicles, computers, and weapons. That property is first offered for reuse within the Defense Department. Then it's transferred to other federal agencies, and whatever's left over is donated to state or local governments. And in 2019, this resulted in an estimated savings of $27.5 billion to the federal government, as well as the agencies that are able to utilize the program. That's billion, with a B. In 2010, this program changed names to the DLA, or Defense Logistics Agency, but cops are creatures of habit, so we still call it DRMO. This program has helped police agencies across the U.S. since 1972. Police agencies have picked up everything from armored vehicles and rifles for tactical team use, to sights and optics, and even uniforms and gas masks. My department took advantage of this tool in 2002. The Indiana University men's basketball team made a run to the national championship game that year. 
Leading up to the event, the department realized it didn't have any gas masks for the officers. Anticipating possible riots, my agency needed gas masks. Fast. But that cost money. We didn't have it. Enter the lowest government bidder. Thanks to DRMO, we managed to grab enough gas masks to outfit the department. Standing in roll call, they handed out the bags holding the masks. The look on my face had to have been amusing. I didn't know what to think. On one hand, I was happy to have a gas mask. On the other, I was holding a Vietnam-era used military gas mask. This thing was disgusting. I cleaned it up, and in the end, I was happy I had it. It protected me from the smoke coming off burning couches and pepper spray used to clear crowds attacking the police. And finally, when gas was deployed on the rioters, I was able to help clear the streets and restore order. Besides, you got used to the smell after a while. The program is not without controversy, though. One of the issues brought up during Ferguson, Missouri riots was the idea of the police being too militarized. And this led activists to point fingers at the DRMO programs. Many agencies, in response to this criticism, stopped using the program, but they didn't get funding to supply the items in a traditional manner. They just stopped supplying them. Period. Once again, it was on the officer to pay money out of pocket for items that could mean the difference between life and death. Today, defund the police as a slogan might look good on your protest sign, but as we've talked about again and again on this show, all it does is place the officers, the community, and the citizens in danger. Big statements always lose track of the small things, and officers across the nation have been fighting for the small things for decades. It should be getting better. That's how a profession grows. But in today's climate, it's only getting worse. The officers are paying out of pocket for the small things. They shouldn't have to. It's not just their lives the small things protect, but yours as well. And that's the story we have to tell. Thank you for joining. As always, I'm curious what questions you're getting asked. What isn't the news covering? What story needs to be told? Connect with me at bluecanarypodcast at gmail.com. 